There's a reason most people don't use cows as their school mascot. Not the most inspiring animal. So why would you make it your god? Let's talk about that. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. Waiting is hard. No one likes it. The Israelites didn't like waiting either. Moses had told them, hang tight, I'm going up the mountain to talk to God, be back in 40 days. All they had to do was wait on the Lord. They did not do a good job. Exodus chapter 32. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. What's amazingly sad is this group had seen God's miraculous powers over and over again. God miraculously released them from slavery in Egypt. Not only that, they left with fine clothes and jewelry given to them by their former owners. God had saved them from Pharaoh's army by parting the Red Sea to make a dry path forward, then closed it up, destroying the enemy. God was literally providing them food every day in a miraculous fashion. And all that was being asked of them was to wait. You know, it's amazing how God can be such a big part of our life and we can still choose to miss it. We explain away the miraculous or exchange it for what we can control. Enough of God's people began to believe and share this lie that Moses was the one who had made it happen, and since he was gone, they turned to the vice president of sorts, Aaron, who was the brother of Moses and second in command for the group. The arrangement worked like this. God spoke to Moses, who spoke to Aaron, who spoke to the people. There will come times in your life where you will need to make a stand for God, to do what's right, even when it feels like you're the only one. Aaron had a choice. He could serve God and defend his brother, or he could go along with the crowd, abandon his brother and God. Sadly, he made the wrong choice. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. It's a heartbreaking scene. They are literally taking the riches God provided to them to create an idol to worship. And the man who was meant to communicate God's word is the one who's shaping the false god. The people wanted something they could see, something they could control. They didn't just want a temporary replacement, they wanted something to lead them. And Aaron created a cow. In the ancient tradition, it was meant to convey strength or power. I think this is very telling of our human condition. When tasked with creating a god to lead, they chose a calf, something they could control, butcher, and eat. The god they had experienced was terrifying, beyond the scope of their understanding and imagination, loving and kind beyond description. And they decided to exchange it away for something man-made. Now, from our position, it's very easy to feel superior and believe we would never do something like this. We could never. And yet, we probably have. Some of you may be doing it right now. Maybe it's not a golden calf. No, the most common idol these days is small, thin, green, and goes in your wallet. Money. They had exchanged the riches God had provided for a false idol. Maybe, just maybe... We've been guilty of doing the same thing. 
putting our faith in our bank account instead of Jesus. Let's do a quick reflection. What do you put the most trust in, really? What is the thing that demands the most time and attention, really? What is the thing that if I took away all of it, you would feel devastated? Here's a good personal question. How much money do you give to the church on a monthly basis? Did you know that Christians only give about 2.5% of their income, despite the biblical standard being 10%? That is even more remarkable when you consider that believers gave 3.3% during the Great Depression. The local church is typically supported by less than a quarter of those who attend. If we vote with our dollar, what's winning in your life? Now, you can get mad at me for bringing up money, but remember, I'm not asking for any of it. Also, take a moment to self-reflect. How did I feel when he brought up how much money I give to the church? Why did I feel that way? Whatever we place ahead of God in our hearts, lives, and actions is what we truly worship. For many of us, it can look like green portraits of dead presidents. For the Israelites, it was gold shaped like a calf. And they were very happy with that choice for a while. Exodus 32 says, When the people saw it, they exclaimed, O Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. What? This is where our sin takes us. And it never ends well. We were created to worship. It's how we were designed. We will give all our praise to something. And if our hearts are not directed at God, we will choose something far inferior. Only God can bless. Only Jesus can provide a rich and satisfying life. Only Christ can provide redemption and salvation. Self-appointed idols and false gods cannot add anything to us. The only thing they can provide is death and decay. God is worthy of all of our praise and worship, all of our focus and attention. But so often, we try to split the difference. We'll say, I'll give God this much of my heart or this much of my life. And we think we're making a good choice with a compromise. But what happens in Exodus 32 next is a far better picture of what is actually happening when we allow other things to take higher priority than God. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. That's what it looks like. That awful, blasphemous picture. Remember, Aaron involved everyone in collecting jewelry, took fine gold, molded and crafted them with his hands to make the false object of worship. Then, as an afterthought, he scrambles to make an altar in front of the golden calf. Do you think that honors God? Then why do we do the same thing in our life? Our lives show what is the true priority. Where we direct our time, attention, and value shows what we truly worship. But then we do this last-ditch effort to show up on Sundays, throw a fiver in the collection plate, and then spend the rest of the week focused on what is really important to us. God is not honored by that. We are not blessed by that. The Bible says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Christ says earthly things will fail you. They will be destroyed or stolen. Only heavenly things last. If we try to divide our worship, we will fail. It just doesn't work. 
It looks like a small, half-hearted altar in front of a large, golden calf. You may think you've got the balancing act down, but Jesus says otherwise in Matthew chapter 6. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Here's the deal. I don't care about your money. I don't. I'm concerned about your heart. I want you to truly connect with Christ. I want you to embrace God's divine purpose for your life. And that won't happen if you're not willing to give Jesus all your praise, all your worship, and all your devotion. Jesus wants all of you, and God is worthy of all of it. And there are consequences for our actions. Sin always has a cost. Someone always has to pay up. For the Israelites, it meant God would withdraw his presence from them because of their sin. The Apostle Paul says 23,000 people died that day for refusing to give up their idolatry. They all would have been wiped out for choosing to worship a false god if Moses had not pleaded with God on their behalf. Because of the faith of Moses, they were spared. And because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we are spared. Because they knew Moses, they were given another chance. And because we have Jesus Christ, we are given another chance. God gives us very clear instructions. And he made it very clear to the Israelites. The incidents of the rebellion happen in Exodus 32. God spoke to them in Exodus 20. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I am the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. They knew what God was capable of. They had seen his wrath poured out upon those who would not listen to his words. And they defied him anyway. God is perfect. He is just. And if he says he will do it, he will. We can either hear his words, bow before him, and receive the blessing, or be broken by the wrath of his judgment. God made it clear to the Israelites. He also said, But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Who or what will you give your life to? The Israelites had a choice, and so do you. My encouragement to you is choose God above all. That is where true life and purpose is found. God has given you this holy moment to decide. There was a moment in the camp. A cry was put out by Moses. Exodus 32:26 says, So he stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. God is giving us every opportunity to turn to him, to join the Lord's side. It's why he gave his only son, Jesus, so that we might experience life, so that we might be united with him in paradise so that we can experience his holy presence. So I ask again, all of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. Thank you for joining us today. I want to encourage you to read Exodus 32 and Matthew chapter 6 on your own. 
Spend time in prayer and reflection. Ask God to examine your life and heart, reveal any idolatry that exists, and then remove it from your life. Choose to worship Jesus with everything that you have. I'm excited to see what happens next on your journey. We want to connect with you. Check out honestlyradio.com to join us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find all the apps we're on where you can download the show for free. I also want to encourage you to connect with God daily in prayer, in your Bible, and through attendance and service at a local church. Allow Christ to begin building your faith. This has been my daily reminder on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.